0: What's up, guys? It is 10.01 a.m. on Sunday, April 28th. Um, Good morning to you. Hope you guys are going to have a great day this morning. This is our quick thoughts segment of our podcast and this is something new and spontaneous that we just thought to do yesterday and this is pretty much a conversation we were having yesterday in our home and this is pretty much how we started the Marriage Millennials podcast is because we have conversations like the one we podcast about all the time and um, we just decided to press record yesterday morning and record a little snippet about what we were talking about. We talked for a long time, but we managed to record about 35 minutes of it. Um, So yeah, this is kind of the unedited um, conversations that Sam and I have in the house. They're less structured, um, a lot louder and passionate like we are, you know, when um, no one's watching or listening. So this is like super raw, super... um, uncut, unedited. Um, we're rambling. Topics are all over the place. Um, so it's not like one s- specific topic like most of our podcasts are. So, um, But we think it's great information. So I think you'll enjoy this. Um, let me know what you think about quick thoughts and um, we'll definitely think about continuing to do this in the future. Enjoy.
1: This is why people say, yeah, I'm a Christian because they're like, I have this sin in my life mm-hmm. and that sin um, that's some a sin I know I have, and I know I struggle with. And because I know I struggle with it, I know my father in the church, Catholic Church, I know he struggles with it too, even if he won't tell me. Right. So guess what, God? I'm not even asking you to be a father of the church. I don't. I don't want to rule all these people like that. Yeah. I really don't care. But if he can be a father of the church with his sin, I definitely can be a Christian. Just a base level Christian. Right, I'm definitely a and Christian. And what
2: happens, and what happens though, is this: is that there's there's a fear that, that the same fear that we talked about before, with that slave master, right? If I don't, as a Christian in that church, I could speak out against that father. However, the issue is that while I see the father living below the standard that I've seen that I've seen that God has given. And he is saying, though, if I, if I confront him, he's kicking me out. You know it. You know it, right? The, fa- the father of that church is going to kick me out of the church if I confront him with the sin that he has in his life. However, there the other, other temptation is I can bend to the culture of the people. Because there's a whole bunch of people here who have been doing the rituals that the father has literally given them, right? The father of that church has given them. And they have not, in any way, shape, or form, imbibed and actually taken in those those rituals and made it, you know,
1: and bore fruit and, and bore, bore
2: their fruit, heart, right? And their heart. It's just it's just a routine that they're used to doing. But but the they don't actually have the actual beliefs inside of them. Right. But so that, then that person then bends. He either bends one way or the other. He either bends and says, "I'm a Christian," quote unquote, or he bends the other way and confronts the father and gets kicked out of the church
1: sure but that but whose fault is that that's the question I, and i have the answer
2: i think the christian is the one who who is because i think the right thing to do is
1: that's to... the church that's the church's problem because a vetting issue is okay. there
2: right right if there is, is an issue, issue there. Is there if that the issue, system because, isn't in place. Because you,
1: as a as a you as a person, and even now members, it's like we did a podcast. Why are pastors afraid of their flock? Right. You have members right now
2: mm-hmm.
1: that are afraid to go into their pastor and saying, "Let's talk about this in a healthy way." Right. Because pastors have been idolized for so long
2: mm-hmm.
1: that it's like if you say anything to pastor, oh no. I'm not saying there isn't a reverence you should have for your pastor. You should be grateful for your pastor, and you should speak to him with respect. Probably, you know, not, not more respect than you give everybody else. But there's a reverence there. Like yeah. we're we're gonna acknowledge that, no. and that's okay. But you should be able to confront your pastor on their sin in the right way that is whatever the channels in your that church. are available, yeah. whatever chan- chan- channels channels are available. Mm. But the problem is there are no channels available in some of these churches. Yeah, in some of these churches. Yeah. So. There's no congregational church. There's no, well, hey, I saw a pastor, like, I was driving by uh, Ponce de Leon, and I saw a pastor at, uh, at, uh, at the strip club, elder so-and-so. Um, yeah. Or I was on the phone with pastor, and then, you know, things got a little messy. Like, you know, he started gossiping about another person in the church or whatever. What people do is, church members, they just they just... Talk amongst themselves about it, mm-hmm. but they then while there, simultaneously there, losing respect for their pastor, right? They but they don't do anything about it, and nothing gets done because to the there's pastor.
2: no self correcting mechanism within your church. The
1: pastor doesn't have it in, in himself. In him, first of right. all, that,
2: that's the issue, right? And then pastor? he doesn't have
1: a channel for other people to correct him,
2: right? And, that, and that's kind of like what the Holy Spirit's supposed to be in each and every one of us, in the sense that the person themselves. Like this is the reason why church membership is so important because the person themselves should have a Holy Spirit within them that helps self-correct, right? If that doesn't work and you're actually going against the Holy Spirit that that is trying to correct you on this, you should also have people around you that will correct you on this. You see what what I'm saying? It's kind of like powers within and powers without that will help correct you on the right path. But
1: the reason for that, in my opinion, is that I think that... Reason for
2: what exactly?
1: The reason for like people not being corrected and all this calamity and stuff—I mean, one, people are sinful, right? right. Like that's just uh, period. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's no utopia, euphoria. There's no like no false solution we can provide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, I think that the filtering system to make someone a pastor needs to be a lot smaller, smaller, kind of like cheesecloth. Mm-hmm. What's happening is people are just like, I love the word.
2: Right. It's like what you said earlier. People
1: are just like, I love the word. Like I read the word all the time. I'm gonna even go to seminary because I love the word so much. And now because I've done that, I feel called to lead these other people. And I think that the the only requirement that we are requiring from people is, do you know the Bible? Can you teach the Bible? Can yeah. you Have you taken a public speaking class? Right. All right. Let's get you your certificate. Pass these tests and you're a pastor. Right. But nobody's saying, how do you deal with people? How do you deal with correction? Right. How do you deal with...
2: Like temperamentally. I, like, temperamentally are you actually called? Be- are you bearing fruit yeah. temperamentally? Like, because, yeah. Because, because, like, because word, you, you're educationally bearing fruit, because the but word, you're not bearing fruit. Because the fruit.
1: word... And, 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 and I ain't trying to be deep, but the word called is a meaty word. Right. And I think people stop... I'm called to be a pastor with I read. Right. Or I know scripture. Like, called, is that it? assigned by God, means yeah. that you're... T- To a certain extent now, he ain't going to call... He doesn't call anyone perfect, right? Right. So, it's going to be pastors there who, you know, you miss the mark, you get it wrong. But there are some people out there who is just like, just because you are academically sound, everybody should be academically sound in the Word if you're a Christian. It's not just for pastors. It's for everyone. So, it's because you know how to read the Word and you're knowledgeable and you can teach it to other people. Good for you. Create a family and teach it to them. But it doesn't mean that you need to lead a whole congregation because... Called means that even if you start off your pastoral ministry with not being able to be corrected, over time, God would soften that heart. But it's year 20, my brother, and you've had this church for 20 years, and, and no one to can correct you. You probably shouldn't have been a pastor in the first place. Right.
2: You probably weren't called. You probably were just academically sound, and people thought, you Oh, probably he, weren't,
1: right. you probably he weren't knows called. the word of God. You probably weren't called.
2: He knows the word of God. He must be. He must be pastor material. Yeah, you pop- and then you got people who push you towards that. And instead of you, by the way, you don't even humbly... The thing is that during that moment, you get so puffed up with pride as opposed to saying humbly like, hey guys, um, having read the word...
1: I'm not qualified yet. I'm
2: not I'm not there yet.
1: And you, you, you said something that was great a while ago. You said people push you there. And I was having this conversation um, on Instagram with someone. Mm. And she's like a millionaire or whatever. And she was saying, why is it that you guys support me and my million dollar brand more than you support yourselves and will be able to do and and, and will take up the risk to start your own business. Hmm. Why do you support me more than you even care about your own self? Right. And I commented on that and I said, because even sometimes support from people is a cop out from them. And people yeah. don't realize it because we're so, we're so, we want to have yes men in our corner so much yeah. that we don't even realize that pe- I'm supporting you because I'm afraid of the risk that it takes to do it. Right.
2: I'm afraid of the risk and I'm afraid of, not, not only the risk, I think people are also afraid of the growth. Exactly. They're afraid of the fact that I might actually be something better. Exactly. And I I have to take care of that responsibility of being better.
1: Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people support you because, you know. They genuinely actually want you. They genuinely actually want you. But sometimes people also support you because they're like, let him do it. Yeah. Because I don't want to be I, I don't want to take the risk uh-huh. I don't want to deal with other people's opinions I don't want to deal with you know just all the things that come with being a leader
2: it's very simple so you
1: have to like sift through that so bringing that back to church when people are pushing you towards something mm. you have to wonder why are they pushing you because first of all people should only push you if they know you when it comes mm-hmm. to pastoral mm-hmm. um, counseling mm-hmm. or, or pa- being a pastor, mm-hmm. people should only push you if they know you. And if they know you, they know that you cannot be corrected. Mm-hmm. So why are they pushing you? Right. They're even. They, they are even they incorrect. Themselves. They're even incorrect with their support. Right. Their support is even invalid. Right. And you now go and take that support and as
2: validation and
1: as validation, and you become a pastor. Mm. And I think a lot of people, a lot we have we a lot of people. Um, do not know how to refuse and the reason why a lot of people do not know how to refuse with humility is because we we also don't live in a in a world where accurate praise is given on one hand you either have people who are afraid to give you any credit Mm -hmm. so you don't get anything nobody no one ever tells you when you're bearing fruit (laughs) no one ever tells you when you're doing a great job it's like they don't want you to one-up them so they're afraid to tell you. So when you do get the support from these yes man, as incorrect as that support is, you take it because it's the only thing right. you've ever had. Yeah. Or on the flip side, you have this whole everyone's a winner um, like complex that we do yeah. where it's like you're in eighth place to be called as yeah, a pastor. Give, they're buddy. giving flattery. They're yeah, not like, giving actual... You're, like, com- and, and, not, you're, not... You're, and you're in eighth place to be a pastor.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. But because everyone's a winner you feel called because you're in eighth place. And it's
2: like, yeah, but we're... No, we want you to strive to be number one. Right. And once we see that, once we see excellency in you, the Bible even calls it like, I want an excellent spirit within these people. And like, what we do is we lower that standard because we're just like, oh, we want the culture. It's like, dude, stop idolizing the Christian culture and idolize being a Christian. Right. That's a totally different thing. Right. It's very similar to when I and heard that, when that, I when, when when I heard. Remember, I played that uh, podcast from Sean Isaacs um, mm-hmm. earlier, and um, it was a couple weeks ago. And he was talking about how he said you shouldn't want to be a millionaire because of the money that comes with being a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You should want to be a millionaire because of who you become to be a millionaire. Right. It's the same exact concept with pastoring. You shouldn't want to pastor because of the recognition. And the fame or the notoriety or the the, whatever it is that you get amongst that local congregation that you get. You should want to be a pastor because of the man who you have to become to be a pastor. And even to the, that goes down to the Christian too. You shouldn't want to be a Christian because you want to be, um, you know, um, accepted within the cultural Christianity that is around you. And the moralism that is around you. You should want to be a Christian because you actually worship and serve the Lord.
1: Also, you shouldn't be mad at Christians because of Christian culture. You should also hmm. just... It's like what I always say. like The abuse of an institution has nothing to do with the functionality of it or the validity of it. And so, mm-hmm. pretty much, it's like...
2: Go ahead. I'm listening.
1: Pretty much, it's just like... Um, that Christian culture phrase is pretty much,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead, ben. it's the same thing, it's, still, it's, 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 it's consistent in that way as well. Right. You don't want to just be a Christian because, you know, of all the perks, I guess, perks. You want to be a Christian because of Christ, but you also don't want to be mad at Christian culture, mm-hmm. mad at Christians because of Christian culture. Just look at what the Bible says. A lot of people have a lot of hard times doing that. A lot of people are the Christian, like I. A lot of people are highlighting Christian culture from different aspects and different, like, and from different sides of the fence. Right. Uh, as opposed to just looking at what the Bible says, you like. There's, there's so many people who are mad at God right now, mm-hmm. or mad at Christians, or think that Christians are full of crap, or think that, you know, um, you know, they're not real, they're hypocritical, all that stuff, because they are so focused. On idolizing Christian culture as opposed to just opening up a Bible Mm -hmm. and seeing that the way people took these things and ran with it was due to their sinful nature and it was wrong. But the Bible does not instruct them to do so. Right. Right. But a lot of people do not want to take that extra step because they well, know because, that, if because they it's did, that it's the growth. Solve a problem, you'll see what the problem right, is. Right,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> like I always say, if you solve, solve a problem, if, if you, you see so, what the problem if is. If you solve yeah. a person's problem, you'll see what the problem is. All right, it's like I was talking to that person on Instagram um, uh, two weekends ago. And it's like, all right, cool. Yep, the way Christians, the way people twisted Christianity was wrong back in the day and what they did mm-hmm. people was wrong. I feel like you're looking for someone to tell you that it was wrong. It is wrong. So here I'm going to tell you it's wrong. Now what? <laughs> like, like. And that's the issue. The and, and then, that. And once they... you do that, and once you do that, I don't yeah. know if they're used to talking to people who just deny that it's wrong. Right. But once you tell them, yeah, it was wrong. I right. agree just as much as you do. But here I am to the Christian. They don't know what to do after you tell them that. right? Because they're just like, there's more. Yeah! Welcome! Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But people want to just sit there and they want to be stuck in that it's the same thing with, with race as well. Mm-hmm. People want to be stuck are people, racist out there? Absolutely. Are they wrong for that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now what? Right. Now what are you going to do to progress? Right. Now what are you going to do to coexist with people who look like you and you who still, don't look like you, you still
2: got a call on your life. You best, best, regardless of what whatever person is racist out there, whoever it is that's quote unquote oppressing you, whatever they're doing, you still have a call to succeed in this life. You still have a call to provide for a family. You still have a call to create a family. And I think, you still got a call to to you know what I'm saying, like right.
1: to be a productive I, member. And that's why, it, and that's why at that one time when we were in a group. I won't mention, I won't say specifically the group, but we were in a group, we were the group of people, and we were having a conversation, and race came up, and I don't know if you remember one of the things I said, I said, white people don't scare me. Right. Why? Because.
2: Because they need to hear that.
1: Be, and, and when you say that, people are just like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean they don't scare you? That's what
2: we're talking and, about, right? We're talking about how how, how much the boogeyman, like,
1: no one, like come no on, no man. No one, no one scares me. You know what scares me? My sin. Right. Scares me. Right. But nobody scares me. My
2: sin and a holy God that can judge it.
1: Because, and and, it. And, and, and and really and truly, he don't scare you either. The white man don't scare you either. Really? No. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying.
1: Because in your life, if we track what you do from day to day to day to day to day, the white man is not in it. You don't hang with white people. When you go to apply for jobs on Indeed, no white man is like, hey, can I get your, um?" Yeah. Your, you don't have to log into Indeed. You just go on the website. When you go apply for a job, you go apply for that job. Mm. You There's get so many, that job. You so come home.
0: Yeah. You,
1: you, 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 the money is deposited into your account. Right. You pay bills. You live a life. You go to brunch on the weekends. You do this, 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 this. this and a white man ain't nowhere in that life timeline.
2: And you know, you know when, I, when I'm talking to folks, I always tell them, I was like, I was like, You know, some of you guys, especially atheists especially, um, black atheists, white atheists, whoever, it's like, what you're doing is borrowing from a Pentecostal point of view. Because the Pentecostals used to do what you're doing all the time. Right now, what you do is say, all your problems and and woes in life are due to the white man. Pentecostals say, all my problems in life are due to the devil. And we've talked about this before, you know. Dude. You're giving credit to the devil and not showing that it's actually your flesh.
1: The was like <laughs> Right. I ain't even for
2: that. I, 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 like I ain't, that was actually all you I didn't even ask for that. Then, like, uh, you didn't get that job because you were kinda lazy and that was you. I didn't actually do anything to you on that one. But I don't mind taking credit. <laughs> you see know what I'm saying? And and they do the same thing for the white man. The white man's like, dude. I didn't actually put anything in your way, that was all you, but you didn't again, actually prepare for the job, exactly. even though I put but, the requirements up on the website, it, but, and, but, yada, yada, and, and yada, yada, yada. But hold
1: on, but sometimes it's not that far between, you know? Sometimes it's not like, oh, well, you didn't get this job uh-huh. because you were lazy. Everyone's not... Every time I do something... I'm sorry, baby. Like, like, It's not that you didn't get this job because you were lazy because not every person who applies for a job and doesn't get it is lazy. Some people are qualified. Right. Right. But the reason why you didn't get it is because there was a person more qualified than you. You. Exactly. And, but when you do this, like I said, when you do this, everybody's a winner thing you teach it to little kids from their young yeah everybody yeah everyone's a winner you were eighth place you did not even finish the lap you're but not, you're a winner too you're, you're not pushing for excellence and here's too. a ribbon and here's a ribbon you're not pushing for excellence but here's a ribbon and a trophy that says here's a participation uh certificate. trophy right right so you do that then you you grow older you want your parents to do it to you too while you're while you're while you're living. Your teachers start to do it too. They start giving everybody golden stickers yep. for the bare minimum stuff. Then you grow up and you start to want to date the opposite the opposite sex and you start to wanna, to, you know, get into marriage and stuff like that. You're looking for that person that you're courting to constantly tell you how great you are mm-hmm. because that's all you're used to. And then you grow up and you do in college or whatever and you get a job. And you go for the interview and for maybe one of the first, second or third times, someone slaps you and says, actually, you didn't win
0: mm-hmm. because
1: my dollars are concerned now. So I can't give you what everybody, I can't give you a participation award now. Right. Now as a business owner... My dollars are being affected, so I have to pick the highest candidate person. Yeah. And then what you do is, you take that.
2: You holler about unfairness. And you go
1: home, and you holler about unfairness, and you holler about race.
2: Yeah, but the only reason, but the funny thing is, is that in that moment, when that person actually did slap you with a, with a punishment of some sort, a, or a withdrawal of something They were helping from you. you. Exactly. Exactly. You are actually getting fairness and justice. And the Bible always talks about how we're supposed to love um, correction. And sometimes we don't say to ourselves, you know, it goes back to that sovereignty thing. We don't ever say to ourselves, hey, this rejection is actually God. I should love this All because. All for my good. Right. It's for my good because now I can take this information that I've received from this rejection. And I can go and hone myself for the next person and make sure i am the best possible candidate but
1: that takes work and most people don't want to do it i mean it's easier to get on facebook or get on social groups Or it's easier to get on facebook where all you gotta do is type something and click send it's also easier to schedule a whole like kickback where you have drinks and you're having fun and playing games and just talking right mm-hmm. it's easier to do that it's harder to take what that person it's-, it's hard to take that no mm-hmm. call that company and say hey I didn't get this job can you tell me what I could have done better on this interview because yeah. that requires letting down your pride
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then once then once you get that information mm-hmm. and then once you get that information going to the library or wherever you need to go or whoever you need to intern under or whoever you need to study at your job before you apply for another job yeah. it's hard to do that for a whole three to six months. Yeah, it's way easier to invite my friends over with drinks and just talk crap. Gossip and then tell
2: them talk crap. It's way
1: easier to do that. It's way easier for me to just say, "Hey, y'all, I didn't get this job." Come on over. Woe is me. It's harder to say, "I did not get this job. Why? What can I do to be better?" And then sit your behind down, do those things, and come back again fighting in the ring. Or Realize that that company was not for you. And go to a company where you are valued. Right. And where it, it, with your excellence, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to do Because that. the
2: opposite is true, too, right? The other side of it is true. And I know this personally. You've heard my dad talk about the particular story. There are times where you will actually be the best candidate and a job actually rejects you because of certain racial or ethnic preferential preferences, mm-hmm. okay? And... It's funny. We know a guy personally who did that as far as for the asked to call the interviewer and said, hey, what did I do wrong in X, Y and Z? Mm-hmm. And so we know a guy who's our age mate who did that. My dad did that. And when he did that, they were actually uh, bold enough to tell him like, yeah, um, just to be honest with you, you don't really match the aesthetic, the aesthetic that we have here. Um, you know, I hope you can read between the lines. I can't say any more than that.
1: Who said that? That Which happened. employer would actually say
2: that? No, it wasn't the employer. It was actually my dad meeting the guy who interviewed him um, on the elevator. So he couldn't, the guy could not say, he could not say race, right? You can't, because of laws back then. This is like in the, uh, what, late 90s. But like, because of laws back then, you cannot say that the reason why you got, you didn't get the job is because of race. But you might say, you might say, for example, you didn't match the aesthetic, the mm-hmm. aesthetic I mean. And the aesthetic could mean a plethora of things, Mm -hmm. but deep down inside, when when a Jewish man is trying to tell you, look, this is not the best place for you, actually, Mm -hmm. Um, we want you to go and get employed somewhere else, even though you are more than qualified, then that means what? That door is closed, and guess what? It's not actually my issue. Thank God that it's the sin of the employer, not me. Therefore, I can go and work for another employer. I can go work for his competition, even. You see what I'm saying? So it's not it's not that you don't. The, the point is that you have to be able to first battle sin within yourself. And then you can deduce if the reason why I can't get in these doors is because of my own sin or because of his sin. Because I'd rather it be because of his sin than it be because of my own. I'd rather clear my plate and show that, you know what? All things um, across the table, I have done the best. I've even excelled amongst, you know, the... the the people who are competing for this job, and that door was still closed. And, you know, when it comes to my dad, I love his example because he succeeded and basically, you know, was like, you know, forget that, I'm going to go and do my own thing, start his own practice, and he's 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 his own businessman. But what I'm saying is that that needs to be imbibed by so many people culturally. And that's so many people culturally across various races. Mm -hmm. Because everybody is simply just saying what we talked about before where I'm not going to first check myself in my fruit and my growth because I'm actually scared of my growth. I'd rather just blame a boogeyman of whatever sort, whatever you want to call him, Where you want to call him, the devil, the white man, um, the Arab, the whoever, whatever you want to call him, you want to call that devil and say that that devil is the reason for your problems as opposed to you getting up after you've been knocked down and actually showing that you have growth.
1: But I do want to mention, I do want to say with that, I do want to say that it's not completely easy to do that. And that's just because of the things that were set in place. Like, this kind of what we're talking about with the the people who are Catholic or people who just identify themselves with a religion based on rituals and not based on a heart change. Right. It's hard to do that because of the people who, because of the other things put in place. It's hard to... If you see your church leaders doing these rituals and you know they have sin that they don't address, it's very hard for me to begin to address my sin.
2: Yeah, because you don't see you don't see it mirrored for it's not see, it's, you don't no see example. it mirrored
1: and if and I mean it's also hard to be free from the hold of fear of racism mm. because it's that's not really modeled either like you have people people like us are people who are just kind of under the radar we we create our own success people just wonder how we did it and that's the chips fall where they may and they die and we die and etc but what usually happens is two people don't but people operate people argue this race thing from two sides where as people argue most things where they refuse to give each other credit it's like babes it's like you know one of my strengths is you and I can be having an argument. And if you make a point,
2: you admit. What will I say? You got a point.
1: I'll say, you got a point. Now, here's the additional things I disagree with. Right. right? Most people cannot do that. Most, 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 most black people cannot say, um, there's a lot of racism in the world, but you know what? There's some good white people out there too. You know, there's some, you know, there's, um, yeah, our people were hurt. And bad things would happen to us. And we were used as test animals. And all these other things. All these crazy things that happened to us. But you know what? There are also some people some people who put money in my hand. You know, people have been white. They know, they, they know it. They experience it. They take the money when it's given to them. But when we're in, in, in an argument, they will not give that white person credit. Right. Because... They just feel like it. It would affect the whole thing, and then on the flip side, you have white people or other people who, who feel like, well, let's just Which get side. past. Let's just get past racism, or you know, slavery wasn't that bad, or whatever. Well, whatever people say from the opposing side of the argument, and they never want to acknowledge that the hurt that black people have mm-hmm. is valid. Whether it's currently valid or not is irrelevant. Right. Like they never they never acknowledge. They always try to say, "Yeah, that happened, but it's like because they're afraid to give people the black they're afraid to give black people the credit the credit of saying what they did was wrong and it was truly and horribly wrong. Not no, it's not it's not wrong with a caveat. But it's I not wrong know. with a disclaimer. It was wrong. And what both of them don't realize is that admitting that the other side was has a point mm-hmm. is the start to getting each other to listen to each other.
0: Right. But
1: when but when you're on one side saying, no, white people is wrong, them crackers, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Why would me as a white person want to still sit there and listen to you? Right. And then if you as a person is telling me, white or black, saying, oh, you know, slavery wasn't that bad, y'all need to realize this, let's just move past racism, whatever, not acknowledging that what you, what you went through actually happened because we have historical record of it, why would me as a black person, why would I want to care about anything that you're talking about either? Because right. I don't feel like you care about me, and you don't feel like I care about you. Right. And that's why years and years and years and years and years go by, and like even though the solution is there, we just keep missing each other, keep yeah. going over each other's head because nobody will put their pride aside and say, you know what, I don't fear you enough to not tell you that you were right. And when a, when a person cannot tell you, you got it; they can't give you your credit, they can't they 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 act like what you're saying say is fear invalid. And respect, but... Well, it's both. They they either don't respect you you're and not it's. But but you're not supposed to, but people do. People are people like if a person is insecure, I know, yeah. If a person is insecure, one of the things that a per, an insecure the person does falls to, to is the
2: person who is domineering and makes them fear them. No,
1: but what I'm saying is, one of one of the traits of a person that is insecure mm-hmm. is where they don't have to say anything, but you can you can read it like it comes out of their pores. Mm-hmm. One of a trait, one of the traits of people who are insecure is that they refuse to give anyone else credit. But the people, if but the people they feel secure around. Okay. If they meet a person and they're like, yeah, I'm not really threatened by her or him, mm-hmm. they'll give you all the credit in the world. But the minute they meet the person and they're like, wow, she might be prettier than me, she might um, dress better than me, she might be smarter than me, and the, people mm-hmm. might like her more than they like me. That girl could look like uh, Queen Elizabeth, and that and that insecure girl will never give her a compliment because she feels like, well, if I don't give you a compliment, it's like taking away from how good you look. That's what people do. So that's when when they when social arguments occur, people do the same thing. People's pride is so high that they're like, "I wouldn't dare tell they you." They don't want to admit. I wouldn't dare tell you that you have a point, right. and, and, and 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 they think that by not telling that person they have a point, they feel like it's like, yeah, I would never tell you have a point. But me the, as a person the, from the, the outside looking in, I look at it like, wow, you're really weak.
2: Well, well, that's what that's
1: how I always look at it because that that's what on it both
2: is. sides. On both yeah, sides. on both sides because like. it's it's one of those things where there's not enough of us in the middle who are saying you're both literally making sense. Right. Hey, both, two things can be true at once, right? honestly, when... There's not enough of us doing that. And when
1: those people in the middle do present themselves, like, I found my, like, I am am that middle person. You, You are on a side. I'm on a side. I ain't gonna say which side it is, but, um, um, I'm in the middle. Usually when that middle person speaks... Because it's more fun to be on one side or the other, it's not that the middle people aren't there. It's not that, they're there, that there aren't enough middle people. Mm-hmm. The middle people are there, and they're speaking, and they're telling y'all how to bridge the gap, but no one listens to them. Everyone overtalks them, overshadows them, because it's, the drama is better than the solution. It's better to be on each side so you guys can argue and kickbacks and all that stuff. So it's, it's, it's easier and way better to do that. When the middle person says here, there's a point you made here, To the point you made here, how do we connect them, how do we move forward? Well, that person is never is, valued or ever listened
2: to. Well, my thing is, I, I've come to appreciate those people who represent the middle more. Um, because, at least in this conversa- live conversation, because like, like, for example, like a Sonny Johnson... The way that she looks at things is like... She is absolutely a conservative. Mm -hmm. However, she does not dismiss the complaints of people. Regardless of their political party. They have a complaint. And then what she does is... In acknowledging that particular complaint that that person has... Mm -hmm. In acknowledging that particular complaint that that person has... What she does is she, um, she reverse-hacks that person. Because now you can actually, because you have empathized with that person, now you can see, let them see your side. You see what I'm saying? Because in acknowledging someone's hurt and pain, that is, how, that is one of the few ways that I've ever seen, honestly, that someone else can be convinced of your talking point or whatever it is that you're trying to say on your side. Yeah, but you have to first see what it is that they're saying, have a legitimate answer, not not a not a rebuttal per se, but as in acknowledge that it's actually happening, but you are showing them a different antidote.
1: Right. But they what usually that, happens is it either doesn't happen at all or it happens halfway. So the person either doesn't tell them that they feel for them. Right. Or they say I feel for you. I feel for you. I feel for you. I feel for you. I feel for you, and it just stops there.
0: Yeah.
1: They don't say I feel for you. I feel for you. I feel genuine. You. Now let me offer this other perspective yeah. to add to that feeling for you. They just say I feel for you. I feel for some people. Feel unable to feel the way that they feel. Yeah. Um. And it's it's a complex situation. Like, and it's, it's a complex situation, and it's just what happens when there are millions and millions of people in the world with different perspectives and things like that yeah. it's hard you just get on this hamster wheel and you know me i'm a, i'm a, i'm a logical i'm a solution based person all right y'all how long are we gonna keep talking about this because i'm trying to figure out how we fix it like i'm I, I ain't gonna sit in no social group in 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 no um length of time talking about this all over again there has to be a solution out here and i see this millionaire here hmm so whatever y'all talking about, that's cool or whatever, but uh, I'm over here. I'm, I'm on my way. I'm booking a flight or I'm walking or taking the train to this millionaire over here so I can just ask him how he did it because y'all gonna sit here and argue in a social circle. I ain't got time for that.